This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program sponsored by The Caring Place with campuses at Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. They are celebrating their 100th anniversary serving the homeless, hungry, abused, and needy families. They continue to feed the hungry, care for the needy, and help rescue and change lives every day. Now your host for Mission Possible, the Good News Program, and the president of The Caring Place, here is Ronald Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the Good News Program, brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are the caring place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. This is our 100-year celebration. We're calling it the big, bold, beautiful centennial celebration. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of lives have been touched and transformed. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president here. And you know something, as I just said, that you, that thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of lives have been transformed. I really mean that. I want to say, uh, give a shout out to all of our donors, our supporters, our volunteers, our faith groups, our business partners, our contracted people, uh, for over 10 decades of 100 years of serving the homeless. And this past week, I'm cleaning out my office and I happen to go through a big, big bin of old, old pictures. We're getting ready. Uh, my wife is here, by the way. Good morning, Marilyn. Hey, good morning. I'm so glad to be here. And she's going to tell you a little bit about our gala coming up in the fall. But uh, I was going through the bin, and it was, I mean, we had thousands of pictures just in this one bin. They weren't in, they weren't in photo albums; they're just loose pictures. And as I started going through the pictures, I started looking at all the different buildings. You know, before that, Ron and Marilyn came to the mission. I've been here thirty years. Marilyn's been here twenty years. Uh, we actually had our refounders by the name of Dr. Frank and Maxine Jacobs. Uh, in fact, they were just down with us a couple weeks ago to do our graduation service, but they were on board. And in fact, we, we named a building, our Miami uh, Men's Center building after them on May 14th when we had our graduation ceremony for the homeless. But going, look, looking back at all the pictures, I'm looking at the buildings. I'm looking at, you know, all the things that have been done. But then it really hit me. Besides the buildings and besides of all the, you know, the good activities were the faces. And then I started going down memory road myself, looking at some of the faces back in the 90s and the, and the thousands and then 2010 and so on up to the present and just started looking at faces. And I think, you know something? I wasn't here in 1922, uh, but I know that a couple came down from Ohio and they want to do something great for the homeless and needy here, right here in Miami. And, and for those that are on the cusp, just like we're doing today. And I was thinking, look at the lives. How many people? that have been t really touched. And I mean people that used to eat out of garbage bins, people that had given up on life, women that flew, uh, was fleeing domestic violence, uh, women that maybe prostituted themselves on the street. Uh, and just look at the lives, and not just their lives, but the lives of their families, their friends, their loved ones. So it's, it's a generational thing. In Maryland, uh, right now we just had a bombastic birthday party with another way to reach out and touch the lives of those that we minister to on a, on a daily basis. Oh, it was so wonderful. 
uh, this past week, uh, we celebrated at both of our campuses and uh, we were able to celebrate birthdays of all the homeless, whether they were residential living with us or if they're out on the street still, but they came to us for a meal. We made it a party. It was amazing. It had, we had the decorations, we had the presents, we had the birthday cards that were made uh, by volunteers. Uh, we even had cupcakes with candles on it. We had a special volunteer that uh, helped bake with her friends 800 uh, uh, cupcakes. It was pretty amazing. And uh, we gave away presents. It was clothing, you know, that they can use, uh, you know, out on the street or if they haven't decided to come in off the streets yet. It's that touch point. Letting them know you are not forgotten. We're going to even celebrate your birthday. No matter when it was during the year, we are celebrating your birthday. Yeah, and you know, that really is meaningful in so many different levels because, yes, it may not be their exact birthday that they have. And during our, during the course of our, of our, our centers, when people are in our, in our centers, yes, if it's your birthday, we're going to try to do something nice on that day. If it's your individual family or a a woman with their children or, or a man, but it's really cool to get everyone together and to sing happy birthday and have music and have some little gifts to give out. And maybe a little heart arm goes around the shoulder and says, Hey, God loves you. And and we love you here too. And just, just the smiles and just the good feelings. And you know, when people come in off the street, yeah, we want them to take care of them, their, themselves. We want to make sure that they're going to be able to wash themselves and clean themselves and then go to classes with themselves. But they have to take on not only the responsibilities, the day-to-day activities, but they have to start buying into all of this stuff, too, and saying, you know, I'm here mm-hmm. and, and just not wear a sign that says fix me, but I'm here and I'm going to work on my own fixing. <laughs> and, and hopefully I can get my life turned around. And we do that in several different levels. We have emergency overnight shelters that really 30 to 60 days people can stay in, and that's more of a housing kind of a first model. And then we have other transitional programs where people can stay up to maybe a year, maybe a year and a half, depending on how mm-hmm. uh, much need they come when they walk in the front door. So a person can come in, uh, maybe not be able to read or write that well, maybe have a lot of debt, maybe don't have any ID, uh, maybe have just have tried things in life and don't have, have a very spotty employment record. And so all those things will start working on those individuals, how to get their birth certificate, how to get their military separation, how to get their picture ID, how to get a license and so on. And then the next step, how to how to use a mouse, you know, and today, Marilyn, you can't get a job unless you can go to a computer someplace or on your tablet or on your phone even and do something online uh, to to make an application for a job interview. You know, that's really becoming the the de facto. So you have to have some skills there. Mm -hmm. So all of those things combine. And then we want to take it even one step further, don't we, Marilyn? We want to make sure people know that God loves them, that God has a plan for them. And then our our wonderful vision that no one is homeless, uh, we mean not while they're here on planet Earth and when they're in glory, what happens to them when they die. So all of these things are happening. We are a Christian-based based organization. We don't hide from that. I mean, come on, it's kind of hard for after 100 years for people not know that we're a Christian-based organization. But you don't have to be of any faith to come down and volunteer, uh, of any faith to come in through doors for somebody being needy. And, and Maryland, we are gearing up. This is our 100-year celebration. This is going to be our big gala happening in the fall, right? 
Yeah, we have a huge gala that we are planning right now. In fact, uh, uh, a lot of it's in the works right now. We plan to have it um, in, uh, it's actually going to be at the Signature Grand in Davie, Florida, October 15th. I'm telling everybody, save the date. And uh, we're going to be able to uh, send out a link very soon about well, no, it's going to. It's up now, caringplace.org slash gala. Now, gala. It's, a, it's just a fledgling of it, but I'll give you the, the, uh, the, the details of what's going on, how to become a sponsor, how to get your ticket. Tickets. Yes. How much are the tickets this year? $200. $200. And again, it's going to be a great time. This is our 100th year celebration. We hope to have the Jacobs down and a lot of not a nice things going to happen that night. But we're also going to be sharing our vision mm-hmm. of the next 100 years, at least the next five years of those next yeah. 100 years yes. and what we have on plan. Very exciting stuff that's happening, what we're going to do with affordable housing and so on. So that's October 15th. But you know something, Marilyn? People can get involved right now. We've reopened our doors. We're doing everything yes. with COVID uh, restrictions and making sure people feel safe. But we've opened up mm-hmm. our doors to our volunteers as well. That's right. And something coming up this month is Father's Day. And so we are in the prep of that right now. And we do need volunteers. And we do need donations of special things like shirts and even like watches, things that we can give out to the dads. We believe in strong families. And so as our homeless men come to us, and I know many have families and they need to be re-established with those relationships with their children uh, with with the mom if that's possible uh, and so we have a big celebration for fathers and, and really pour into them if you'd like to help with that you can go uh, you can call actually three oh, no, go to caringplace.org slash dads I think it is okay caringplace.org slash dads and uh, you can help with that so just just go to that and if you just want to volunteer with your time that's great if you can give um, um, some items that would be great too. But we always have something going on here for volunteers. We, you can serve in the kitchen. You can help sort clothes. You can help in administration. There's just so many different things that can be done as a volunteer. And I've been saying this for the whole time I've been here. We cannot do all that we do without the people in the community. And I mean that. I mean, we right now in our Broward centers, we're looking to do some mini makeovers of our women's rooms. So there's an area you can get involved in. People that know how to do landscaping. I mean, just a lot of different activities. Our buildings take a beat on them every single year. We're serving so many people and serving so many meals. So we really could appreciate your help with your time or with your, with your, with your money. Well, God bless you. Stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD. For more Mission Possible. Leon Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. Today we have on the phone with us Dr. Jesula Cavana, College of Nursing at Nova Southeastern University, Director of Research. Welcome, Dr. Jesula. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Leanne, for inviting me to this interview, and it's a great pleasure for the College of Nursing uh, to be here with you all. Ah, you know, you do so much. I want to thank you again and again. Um, you know, you come to our center in Broward and you actually teach a class. You teach our residents about nutrition. You make it interesting. Um, they love you. I mean, I hear the feedback. Uh, our education supervisor, she only has great things to say about you. Thank you so much for doing that, uh, Dr. Jesula. That means the world to us. Thank you. And, um, and I also want to take the time to acknowledge our dean, um, of the College of Nursing, Dean Marcella Witherford, who supports this project very well in the College of Nursing, backs up 
us visiting the the shelters uh, in Miami-Dade as well as Broad County, and it's been a pleasure for us to be able to contribute for our community. We, we love you and we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Now, what impact do you believe your service is making in the lives of the individuals we help? I believe that the impact we've been making is at many levels. So it's not just uh, to tackle the community at one point, but to be able to see the different levels for which we are able to contribute to them. Uh, for example, I believe that if we provide educational uh, sessions to individuals who haven't had received that when they were growing up, that really allows them to learn and to listen and to be able to to grow and be able to teach somebody else. And if they are responsible to cook food for their families when they do get out of the shelter, so that really makes an impact on their children because they learn how to eat healthy. So therefore, they are going to teach their children, their families how to eat healthy as well. We also believe that when they are the recipients of what we teach, it gives them the autonomy. They recognize that they have learned something, so therefore they're more confident in their role and they believe that I am in charge of my health, I am in charge of my nutrition, and I know this and I've learned this, so therefore I know what to do. So we believe that it's not just as um, teaching them at the level where they can just listen, but that they will listen, learn, and then also go and have the actions that show that they have learned something. And it really impacts uh, their families. And you can see that in our communities, uh, it is challenging for individuals to eat healthy because of the cost and because they don't know how to eat healthy, how to cook healthy. And if we teach them, we believe that that will help them in many different levels. Absolutely. So it, it is a distributed health. Absolutely. You. And, and you know, I, I've seen it actually because I work with a lot of the women in the program. And, and one of the things that they tell me that when they were growing up, they didn't really have that support system from like a family, like a family foundation. So that's one of the yeah. things that they didn't get to learn, right? Among many other things. But nutrition mm-hmm. was not at the top of anybody's list, right? I mean, these families, uh, the women that end up in our, in our shelters, in the programs that we offer, them uh, for the most part, right? They're, they have so much growth to do and, and so that yes. they can be better parents. So I couldn't agree with you more. And, and I thank you for that. Absolutely. Now, tell me about what role does the College of Nursing play in serving our community at large? I believe for the most part, our students, they understand that the community at large has different individuals who come in. For example, we address health literacy in the classes that are also taught. So individuals who come in the hospitals, they will come in with various understanding of their conditions as well as of the hospital system altogether. And so our students, they recognize that we teach them how to really go to the level of the patients, teach them about what health means, uh, what it means to take care of themselves and to be healthy and to have wellness. It's not just about about discharging the patients after they receive care, but it's about telling them, okay, you have been in the hospital for stroke or for a heart attack. Here's what you need to do in order to better care for yourself, even if you are not in the best conditions to take care of yourselves. You can take medications because there are generic medications that are there for you. You can eat healthier 
don't eat uh, greasy food, even though it is eating healthy is more costly. But there are certain things that you can do on a daily basis or even on a weekly basis in order to take care of yourself. So we're teaching our students to recognize that this community is there and that they are willing to take care of them, them better. So our students are also getting that knowledge to be able to compare and to provide better care to individuals who need it. So important, you know, I mean, I, it, it is such an important subject to when, when we talk about nutrition, right? And to make sure that we create good habits. And, and this is mm -hmm. not just for us, but also for the future, for the people that, you know, the family members that maybe will be taking care of you when you're, you know, when you're um, older. And, and so make everybody's lives easier right we've come such a long way there's there's so many resources uh nova southeastern university and and your program uh dr jesula doing so many wonderful things uh even showing the homeless individuals people that are in the center you know learning new habits learning how to be yes. better when it comes to the nutrition part of their health right so so yes. important now tell me uh, when you go to the center tell me some of the things that they share with you Well, some of the things that they sh I actually, it's, you will be very pleased to know that some of your residents, they are well aware of, for example, the cardiovascular system. And if I eat, for example, blueberries and strawberries and certain things, it actually helps clean my body and it actually helps me live longer. So a lot of them were aware of this. However, they said that I'm aware, but I don't know how to do it. So it's about the knowledge and mixing that knowledge to with how can you better take care of yourself. And you also will find out that there were, they participate, they have great answers and they're willing to learn. So what makes me very happy is to see that those individuals, they want to be healthy. They want to make the right choices for their health, but they also want to know that the healthcare professionals like our nursing students or medical students that those individuals know that they're trying you know that if they go to the center to be taken care of it's not because they want to be sick or because that they want to be in that position but it's because perhaps something happened but they want to be recognized that they are making the effort uh, to take care of themselves to eat healthy so they don't have to end up in the emergency room for a stroke because they kept eating McDonald's and, and different fatty foods that put them there. So they want to know, uh, they want us to know that they're make, trying to make the right choices and that they know what to do. And thank you for recognizing that is, is, is you know, is it takes a minute, right, to learn mm -hmm. and to create these new habits, right? So the fact that you're trying, yeah. I mean, I recognize that as well. I mean, when I see an individual that they're really trying, that they want to be better, that they want to create better habits, um, mm -hmm. a lot of them have children, right? Sometimes young children that is, is good that they're learning it now because now they can transfer that to the children. Your students can transfer that to the community at large and so on and so forth. And if we continue to work together, right, and utilizing the resources. Absolutely. And, and remembering also movement, right? We have volunteers that come to the center and they teach about movement, working out, uh, staying healthy, um, everything that we can pour into their lives, right? Because the goal is always that you should be, leave here better than you came, right? And I'm sure yes. that's the goal of, of your students and, and of Nova Southeastern yes. University um, all in all, right? So for our listeners out there, if you are thinking of going back to school or maybe starting a new career, 
think of Nova Southeastern University. Dr. Jesula, thank you for the program that you have, for everything that you do, and for coming to our centers to teach our residents. Thank you. It's been a very much pleasure to be there. Thank, Thank you. you. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami and Broward Outreach Centers. Excited to have with us in the studio today, Cherise Fraser. Cherise, welcome. Thank you so much Thank for you. joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, such a joy. I mean, we met because you came to our Center for Men. That's right. And you did a very inspirational talk, a presentation for the Men's Center. Uh, for the men residing at the, at the at the building, and I know that they left inspired yeah. to have you. I mean, they were so happy that you were there and everything that you said to them. But to me, also, I was very impressed because a lot of my colleagues yeah. already knew you. Yeah, <laughs> because you've been volunteering since you were what age? Um, uh, this was six years, seven <laughs> years ago. Uh, oh my God! And and you are so young, but yes. this is much younger. You were already volunteering. Mm-hmm in our centers. I mean, that's amazing, and I thank you for that. No problem. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So I was born and raised in Jamaica, and then in 2010, we came here to America. Um, I came here when I was 16 years old. We did like one year of high school, and then I enlisted to go to the military. Wow. Yeah, I was in a... Thank you for your service. No problem. (laughs) So I was in the military for six years as as, as an enlisted soldier, and then I transitioned over into the officer program. So now I'm pursuing to be commissioned as a second lieutenant into the army. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I see you and I'm like, this girl, no one can stop her. I mean, this is so exciting. Again, thank you for your service. I don't want to forget that. I'm sure all of our listeners are thinking the same thing right now. Uh, we appreciate everything uh, mm-hmm. that you do so much. Uh, but tell me, what inspire, inspires you? to have these wonderful talks and presentations that you're doing? I think based off my experiences in Jamaica as a youth had uh, drove me to inspire others. And I think also I'm really about mindset. So I think my experiences with mindset and the struggles that I had also drive me to encourage others to talk about their mindset and how they can overcome their uh, certain issues that they might be facing. Because it's so important. We were talking off the air. It is so important to know that sometimes it's mind over matter. Yes. Right? I know we've heard that many times. Yes. But sometimes it's, we create these ideas and we believe these things and and, and see problems that as bigger when in reality they're not that big. Uh, but tell me about that experience that you had when you presented to the men. How was their reaction? Oh, it was it was good. And what I really liked the most was that they were engaging. They would laugh when I make a joke, you know, and they would agree make comments and agree with me like yep that's right yeah that's good like so so i can tell that they had some experience there and it was just it was fun because they were like really engaging with my presentation so it made it easy for me to talk even more to them and get deeper with them and what's the goal what's the goal when you do these presentations and i know we're not the only ones that are blessed mm-hmm. to have you and and to listen to you and everything that you say uh, but what what is the goal what do you want people to take away from those presentations i more mindset uh, coming out um, knowing that yes they're going to be hard times and tough times but 
just be able to tell themselves that I can do it. I can push forward. You know, I can get through this. I can make it. That's my goal. So I know after that, like after me encouraging them, something's going to come and challenge them. But having hear that, like someone tell them that, you know, they saw that I did it and they can do it too. You know, that's that's what I that's the goal for me. And I, I love it because our homeless, uh, you know, people that are that used to be homeless, I mean, they need to hear that being in our centers is not the end of the world, it's yeah. not the end of their lives. Yes. I mean, they can continue to be better and better every day. Cherise, I'm so thankful. Today, we're all about social media. I want mm -hmm. people to follow you. I want people to learn from you. Yes. What, how can we follow you on, on social media? So on Facebook, you can find me, Cherise Fraser. Instagram, you can find me, Cherise Fraser, YouTube. Cherise Fraser is just my name. And, and if you are driving, if you were busy when she said her name, Cherise Fraser, please call me here at the mission, Leanne. I have all of her information. I can give it to you so that you can follow her as well. We thank you. I'm so inspired by everything that you do. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Today, we have Betty, and uh, she's at the Center for Women and Children, and I'm very happy to have her. She has a little one with her. So first of all, welcome, Betty, to the program. Thank you very much. Well, Betty, um, there's always a backstory. There's always some, um, you know, something that, uh, you know, happens in life and it was not, not always a plan. You have a story. So let's go back in time and give us a little bit of the backstory um, before you came to the Center for Women and Children and actually what brought you here. I was pregnant. I was a couple months pregnant. I was in a abusive, a very abusive relationship. Um, I was, I left that relationship and me and my girls were homeless. We were on the streets. I was working and still being homeless. So I found now, out. Tell us a little bit about that. G give a little, um, picture here because that's so hard for the, for people to understand. How could you still be working and you have two girls, right? Yes. Okay. And now you have the, the, the little one, but tell us how, how do you function? I was crashing. I really was. We had nowhere to stay. Um, thank God we had a place to take showers. But after work, I went and got the girls from school and daycare. And we were literally sleeping on the streets by the beach. Mm. And still getting ready and taking the girls to school. I mean, did you have a suitcase? Or? We had we had book bags. Mm. Yes, we stuffed everything in book bags and we made it. We made it work. Wow. Yes. So about how long was that happening? Maybe about a good three weeks. And then yes. how did you come to the Center for Women and Children? I had a friend who told me that she she used to be there and that she got her life together in the program at the mission. And she helped me to get in. Wow. So I was thankful. Well, now that is a beautiful story. Someone that was actually helped was able to give you the information and help you come in. Yes. Okay, well, you have a beautiful baby. I don't want to steal. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, boy or girl. Um, He's a boy. His name is Zachary. He was born October 11th. And uh, he was born while you were at the Center for Women. Yes, ma'am, he was. Now... What once once you came into the Center for Women, give us a little explanation of how you felt then, because that's not always a cakewalk. I was overwhelmed. I did not know what I was getting myself into, but I know at the end of the day, I was thankful that I had somewhere to lay my head, 
and that me and my kids were safe and we had a place to be. So your girls, are they still doing okay in school? Yes, they're doing great. They're wonderful. They're excited. They're happy. Wow. Now that had to be, I mean, how do you explain to them we're on the street? Did you tell them we're camping? I mean, how did you make that? explanation to them no I was honest my oldest one knew what was going on the youngest one really didn't she was just happy that her mother was there with her but I basically told everybody I told my oldest everybody goes through hardships this is only temporary God will bless us with a place to be wow so other women at the shelter other children so how does that dynamic work it was it was really helpful because my kids had somebody to play with and it was just wonderful. Now, did they have to change schools? Yes, they did. They changed schools, but it was for the better. Mm. So, yes. Well, that's good to hear. Sometimes yes. that's not always the situation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you're leaving friends and then going to a new school. That's that's difficult. Well, there's also a group of ladies called Cover Girls. And that's a group of women that actually um, come alongside the women at the shelter, their mentors, and do some things. Maybe you can tell us more about that. We're going to have to go to break right now. But tell us a little bit about Cover Girls and was it a help to you? And just tell us a little bit how how that works. So please don't turn that dial. Betty and I will be back in just a moment. And Betty's going to tell a little bit more of her story. It's so wonderful to see her smile knowing that she has gone through so much in her life. I'll be back in just a moment with more of Betty's story. Well, we're back, and I hope you didn't turn that dial because we're right in the midst of Betty's story, and she's telling about how she came to the Center for Women and Children, and uh, there were uh, weeks, actually, involved of her sleeping out on the street uh, with her two girls and pregnant. Uh, very hard to understand, very hard to believe that that can happen um, in the land that we live in, but it does happen. And she came into the Center for Women and Children because she had a friend that actually had gone through uh, a similar situation and had been at the Center for Women and Children and helped her uh, get plugged in. So we're at the part right now. You have wonderful Zachary, born while you were here at the Center for Women and Children. But we're talking about a group of women who come alongside their volunteers. Um, they're a very, very special group of women. They call themselves Cover Girls. And these women actually mentor uh, women who are in the program, and they do a lot of other things. And I think you can talk about some of those other things, Betty, of what Cover Girls do and what did it mean to you? It meant a lot to me. After I got out of the hospital, the day I got out of the hospital, I had a C-section. But the Cover Girls threw me a wonderful baby shower. I was truly blessed. I am truly grateful for the Cover Girls because without them, I wouldn't have had nothing. I had nothing. At the end of the day... They blessed me with everything, diapers, clothes, bottles, everything. The cover girls are wonderful women, and they are truly a blessing. And they, they come from all different walks of life. They're not like, uh, you know, just teachers or just uh, they have some have businesses. Some are stay-at-home moms. Some, some are just, uh, they just have a heart. It seems like that's their common commonality. Yes. 
They have a heart for women. They care really for women coming out of domestic violence, which I guess is your story. And, uh, that, and many of, of those coming out of domestic violence, it does result in homelessness. We know about 85% of our women that do come to us. There is some type of abuse uh, that has led to that situation. So tell us what are your goals and how the, your little family now is uh, eventually going to be able to go on. My goals are to to get a job, put Zach in daycare, which I know is going to take a little minute, but put Zach in daycare. I would love to get a job, save money, and at least find some kind of place to call my own. That's the goals that I'm working towards. So that's what um, is being worked on right now is to help you with that empowerment attitude and be able to go on with safe and affordable housing. There's another group of uh, women called uh, Girlfriends for Girlfriends, and uh, they help with a safe and affordable housing. So uh, they they also, they just had a gala and raised some money. So we do care about safe and affordable housing, helping you to find a job. And so all those things are being worked on at this moment in time. So Betty, um, do, do you, well, how do you feel personally about your situation, where you are and where you're going? At first, I was embarrassed about my situation, but being at the mission, I, I'm I'm blessed. And if the next person that was in my situation needs help, I will surely refer them to the mission. Well, maybe you'll be a future cover girl, <laughs> and you can help mentor someone. I mean, that's a future, but it's a it's a good goal to have. Well, we want you to be safe. We want you to be happy. We love little Zachary. Um, he's just a cute cutest little boy and a happy boy and uh, you have two wonderful uh, girls uh, sisters uh, to Zachary and we just we're going to be praying for you and praying that you're going to go on and have uh, a good life and that that's the main thing so any final words Betty I would just like to thank the mission for everything that they have done for me even the even my case manager manager who's been working side by side with me well, that's amazing. And, it, you know, I, I do think that in life when we have that grateful attitude that that really propels us to go on and good things are going to happen to you. And uh, eventually one day you're going to be like the uh, your friend. Uh, you can help others. And uh, we, we look forward to that day when when you're at that point where you're helping others. But if it's if you can't receive, you can't later be a giver. And that's one thing I've learned in life. I used to have a pastor that when he would try to help me or give me something, I would I would say I want to say no. And he say, don't rob me of my blessings. So it's on both sides too. the ones that are giving are also blessed. And you're also blessed as you receive. Well, thank you, Betty, for sharing your story with us today. You're welcome. Well, Marilyn, what a great testimony from Betty. You know, that is really the highlight of our program. Every Sunday, right here on Mission Possible, the good news program, you're going to hear good news. And you hear a lot of doom and gloom. Obviously, we have horrible things that are happening in this world. I believe as a Christian that we live in a very fallen world, that things are not getting better, that things are accelerating at a neck pace speed, but that things are getting seem to be worse and worse and worse. And yet, through it all, people still care about one another and people rally about one another. You know, that's been the story here for over 100 years. We call it the big, bold, beautiful centennial celebration. It's going on right now. We have a lot of smaller activities and smaller events. 
But we want to continue helping people like Betty. We want to make a difference in people's lives. And, and we, and the way that we do that is through comprehensive residential programs and also our great staff. But then again, our volunteers and our supporters and our, and our wonderful, wonderful people that come alongside us and do very special things that we could just blow our mind away, blow, blows our mind once in a while. And Marilyn, you've been here for over 20 years. We are, are going to have that big, bold, mm-hmm. beautiful centennial yes. celebration. We're having the big dinner mm-hmm. uh, this fall. That's right. It's October 15th. That's Just circle that date, and we're going to be sending out more information, talking about that more, but start um, preparing that you want to go because it's not only a celebration of the past 100 years, but it's also a vision of looking forward to the next you know, 100 years. I'm sure no one's going to be around for the next 100 years, but we need to uh, have that foundation and lay it, and we have such a wonderful vision uh, that is going to go forward for the next hundred years uh, much of that's going to be for families and for women and children but doing what we do we take care of men women and children here at the caring place and that is the vision to continue to do that and only grow and expand that territory and ministry yeah, and at the heart of everything that we do is someone we know is hurting <laughs> Uh, maybe you pass these people when you're in, in the byways and the highways of Broward County and Miami-Dade counties. Uh, you see somebody begging at, at a, a, a stop sign. We just saw that ourselves, didn't we, Marilyn? Mm-hmm. Just, a, just a couple of days ago. Or you see somebody sleeping at a bus bench or they're, they're going to um, want to come at you at a, at a grocery store, at a, at a convenience market. They want to beg for money. And you say, these are the same people that come to our doors. You know, last week we had a big bombastic birthday party mm-hmm. celebration with uh, several hundred were in attendance in all yeah. of our centers. And it was just a day. Yeah. Even if it wasn't their birthday. It was a day to say, God loves you. We love you. You're mm-hmm. in the right place. Uh, here's a cupcake. Here's here's some uh, some goodies to take with you. And, and just give that person, hey, I matter. I count. I'm just not invisible. And then we're having our Father's Day celebration coming up too, right? Yes, Carolyn? yes. Uh, you know, the middle of this month is Father's Day. And so we have a lot of prep that's going on, getting ready for that. Both of our campuses, if you'd like to help, uh, go to caringplace.org slash dads. And you can either give of your time, talent, or treasure. That's what I always say. Uh, one of those, all of those. And we do need your help. And we're asking you, please stand with us to help us honor um, our fathers because we believe in strong families and we can get our fathers back to being connected with their families, with their children, that is going to raise up a generation of strong families. Right. And we want to make it easy for you to come alongside of us and help those that many times, even even during our society right now, are the least, the last, and the lost, or forgotten. You know, people are thinking about the homeless situation and other charity uh, causes during the fall. But we have homelessness with us all year long. Right now, we're coming to the very, very hot summer months and rainy months where people are going to come into our centers looking for change of clothes and for hygiene products. Uh, you can be a part of that. Go to our website at caringplace.org. Find out how you can get involved in a Father's Day event or volunteerism or some of the great things we have coming up in the summer and in the fall. That's caringplace.org slash gala. That's for the big, bold, beautiful centennial celebration. Well, God bless you again. Thank you for tuning in and stay tuned next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.com.